0: Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben-Shomer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. We are in our fourth sidra, our fourth Aliyah of Huchat, which means regulation, and today we are in Numbers chapter 20, verses 14 through 21. This passage gives us simple rules of engagement. So let's just go ahead and read. It says, Moses sent messengers from Kadesh to the king of Edom. Now, who's the king of Edom? basically it's israel's relatives so you have edom which is really esau and then you have the children of israel which is really jacob and it says this is what your brother israel says you know all the troubles we've gone through that our ancestors went down into egypt and we lived in egypt a long time and the egyptians treated us and our ancestors badly edom's probably thinking yeah you deserved it because you took my birthright and you took the you know you took the blessing which isn't actually true but that's what edom thought right But verse 16, but when we cried out to Adonai, he heard us and sent an angel and brought us out of Egypt. Now, here we are in Kadesh, a city at the edge of your territory. Please let us pass through your land. We will not go through the fields or the vineyards, and we won't drink uh, any water from the wells. We will go along the king's highway, not turning aside either to the right or to the left until we have left your territory. Look, we just want to pass through. We're not going to be like locusts and devour all your fields and all of your vineyards and and all of your orchards. We're not going to, you know, uh, uh, threaten your water supply by drinking. We're just going to pass through. That's all we want to do. Verse 18 says, but Edom answered, you are not to pass through my land. If you do, I will come against you with the sword. The people of Israel replied, we will keep to the highway. If we do drink water, either we or our livestock, we'll pay for it. We'll compensate you for it. Just let us pass through on foot. It's nothing. But he said, you are not to pass through. And Edom came out against them with many people and much force. Thus, Edom refused to allow Israel passage through its territory. So Israel was turned away. So basically, we are to always come in peace. Now, sometimes you have to wage war in order to gain peace, but even in the Torah, when, when the laws and the commandments are given in regards to warfare, he says, offer the olive branch first. Come in peace first. Try to come to a compromise where all parties are going to be happy, but if not, then you know you could probably wage war after that. So just always come in peace. So we as believers in Messiah Yeshua, who is our leader? the Sar Shalom. Sar Shalom means Prince of Peace. Yeshua is our Prince of Peace. He represents peace. So we are to come in peace whenever possible. So this is also to teach us that yes, our family and our relatives are there for us, but we should not take advantage of them and we should not take them for granted. We just shouldn't assume that just because we're our relatives, they're going to do us a favor for free or you know that we can take advantage of them and just You know, call upon them whenever we need them. You know those type of relatives. They never come around. They never call unless they need something. Don't be one of those relatives. And if you do, if you are, make sure you compensate well your family or your relatives. Just because they're your blood relatives doesn't mean they have to do you any favors. Doesn't mean they have to do things for you for free. You pay them because they're worthy of 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 that. To be compensated for their time, their trouble, their inconvenience, or whatever, their skills or their help. Now, that's flesh and blood. What about spiritual family? Just because somebody is a believer, a fellow believer, and they're an expert at doing something, let's say that you had a leak, a leaky pipe in your house, and you know this Christian who's a good plumber. Just because he's a Christian doesn't mean, all oh, well, just because you're a brother in Messiah Yeshua, I'm just going to do this for free. I'm going to use my expenses and my resources. He could do that, and if he does that, accept that gift because he wants to bless you. But don't expect him to just because he's a believer. Or don't expect him just because he's a believer to say, well, you know, because we're brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm going to give you the family and friends discount. He could do that. And if he does, that's great. Don't expect it. Don't expect free labor. Don't expect the family and friends discount. Expect to compensate this believing worker for his skills, what he went to school for and trained for and compensate him properly. Now, if he wants to give you a deal, that's up to him. That's not up to you. So just because they're a, a, a believing business person doesn't mean they should render their service uh for free or give you a deal. So let that be a lesson to us that that the worker is worthy of their hire. This not only goes for plumbers but this goes for ministers as well. You know, yes, as a minister I freely give, I don't ask for a dime. You know, but we know that tithes and offerings in a congregational situation that not only keeps the lights on in the the facility, the church, the synagogue, but it is also used to pay the minister for his laboring over the word. You know, I can tell from experience, I tell you from experience that when you preach a message and you give your heart and your soul, you're putting in, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40 hours just for one sermon. And, And then after you preach it, It feels like you've worked an entire day's work nonstop without a break. You are exhausted after giving that message because you put your heart, soul, mind, body, blood, sweat, and tears into it. And even Paul says, don't muzzle an ox. He quotes Torah, don't muzzle an ox while it's treading the grain. In other words, a worker is worthy of their hire. So, you know, if you are being blessed by a ministry or a minister, then, you know, ask the Lord, what what should I do? What should I give? How can I financially help this minister? Because a lot of times ministers who are full-time are struggling because the income isn't enough, and then they have to get a, a part-time job. And if they're a part-time job, then they have to split between the secular job and ministering. And it's really hard to, you know, throw yourself into the studies when you're having to work part-time and, you know, also minister part-time. So there's, you know, there's needs to be some... Uh, um, supplementary uh type of compensation and income and so that's why uh, we need to give to missionaries we need to give to ministers so that they can keep doing what god has called them to do so they don't have to worry about bills and finances they can focus uh unhindered on ministering and on the word of god and delivering the word to the people guys thanks so much for listening go out there and have a great day shalom and god bless